flight. No flight list. As far as the no fly list, no fly list, no fly list. If you are not with us, let's let's let's. The most problematic thing is, is that any, any, anyone can be under the investigation of the FBI. FBI, FBI. FBI, FBI. And I know that something really good is going to come out of all of this. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another week of the No Fly List, where we talk to comedians, artists, musicians, and other interesting and cool people of color. I'm Athir. I'm a mama. And today we had friend, comedian, writer, Rima Parikh. Yeah, it's such a fun episode because we really did start off talking about some gross ass shit. Yeah, which was just roaches. It's a little horrific yeah. off the top. Uh, I was coming from a roach problem and I needed some advice. And, and Rima, Rima also yeah. had a roach problem. Uh, I still need advice. New York, yeah, yeah. If there are any exterminators, uh, this is really the episode for you. Yeah, for all this of will our turn exterminator- you on a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Women talking about roaches. <laughs> Killing roaches. Finding and, like, them. Infestations. But it gets better. It does. It got a lot better. Um, uh, we, I think the, this is one of my favorites because um, Rima talks about her boyfriend who is white and like having to deal with a South Asian family and like who just doesn't isn't readily like accepting of it immediately and how much they had to like lie and pretend that he was someone else. He's an angel yeah. because he went along with it. There's and- like so many things that you'll hear Rima talk about that you're like, I would never put up with this in a relationship. I would bounce immediately. But um, they- I feel like it's a good warning for anyone that like wants like any white person that wants to date us. Like you should listen to this episode if you're like I can I can get down with this. Yeah. Then uh, hit us up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> or not. Uh, not me. I'm not trying um, to date white. Yeah. Men I was either. gonna say. I was like, oh, why am I me. saying yeah. this? <laughs> I was like, do not hit me up. Um, but yeah, it's such a good. Um, it's just so fun. And Rima's really talented. She's written for the New Yorker, for Flex, for Reductress. So she's a great writer, great comic from Chicago. So we talk a lot about the Chicago scene, what it was like moving to New York six months before the pandemic oh started. Oh my God, yes, yep. what a time. And she moved here, her boyfriend moved here first, and who's also a comic, and then she moved here. Yep. So we also talk about that, and like dating comics, which is a whole thing on its own. Which <laughs> Yeah, which really is, uh, don't do it. Um, <laughs> Unless you're Rima's, Rima Rima's and her boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> They're making it work. Exactly. Um, but she's so fun to talk to, and just like, it was just like a fun and silly episode. Um, I really love her comedy, and she she kind of comes off like more like kind of like subdued at first, and then she's just so fucking hilarious. Yeah. I remember when I first met her, I like didn't know like what her comedy would be like, and then I saw her, and I was just like blown away. She's just like such a fun person to Hell to yeah. hang around. Um, so I'm excited for you guys to hear this. Um, but before we get to Rima, we're gonna go to our segment the no fly list no fly list where we talk about people who we think should be on the no fly list instead of innocent brown folks like ourselves um so i have one yeah say it this happened oh you were there on our way back from miami which was super fun um but there was a latino guy in line behind us and he turned to the guy next to him and asked him if he needed like directions or help and the guy got like really mad and offended and was like also he said this in a thick Russian accent he was like speak English you're in the US speak English and I was like 
did that just really happen? Like one immigrant to another. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, it's Florida. But I was like, it's Miami. I thought people would be a little. And I uh, was like boiling. Like, I don't know how you were feeling during. It was so I had no idea what was going dramatic. on. I was like really out of it. So I thought they were fighting over a mask thing for some reason. Because he kept saying back away. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's why I was confused. Oh, no. After the speak English thing happened, then the Russian guy kept inching closer or was like too close to the guy oh. that uh, yeah and so he was like can you please like back up okay because like, I feet? thought it was the, so that's why I thought the problem was I was like oh man this is like a I was like this is a packed airport like you're not gonna get that six feet distance <laughs> right now and I realized I wasn't doing the social distance but I think that guy like he had just gotten yelled at and then it yeah. was like and the Russian guy was like shut the fuck up man and it was like in front of his wife I'm like, lady, jump in. Your husband's being well, a total Well, she probably asshole. also feels the same yeah, way. Yeah, she's like, good doesn't, job, you yeah. told him. Or he was a big dude. If he if he if she doesn't, she's going to keep quiet regardless. He was a big dude and he was scary. Uh, I can't believe it. Such a self-hating thing yeah. and such a horrible racist thing to say to someone, like, speaking Yeah, English. also, like, I fucking hate um, people who do that shit, like, First of all, you don't speak English either, dude. You, you like that's not your first language, and you should get it. Yeah. yeah. Also, you're in Miami. Speak Spanish. And honestly, <laughs> like no, like yeah, fine. Like maybe like Russian like um, immigrants might get a pass, but like the white people here are like they will stereotype you to forever and especially right now people don't like russia like you were yeah. being like you're not really in like the winning camp if you're always gonna side with white people don't do it especially immigrants people do that all the time brown people do that a lot miami brown people do that a lot stop doing that stop hating other immigrants we're all going through like similar shit some worse than others because if you look visibly brown you're you're gonna yeah. get more shit than looking white or eastern european um yeah just like Exactly. Technically, the white people here are where they're from. Yeah. But it's such a fucked up thing to say. And I, I was like shocked. I was like, did I just hear this? And like, I guess I, I like, I forgot where we were. Like, it's technically the South, but it's also like Miami again, yeah. everyone. And I remember Miami like feeling frustrated at points where like I couldn't understand people because they would only like speak Spanish. But like, I'm all like, man, I really should have learned Spanish. I'm not like, like I took it in high school and stuff. And I, I, I really just turned that back on myself. Like, yeah. why don't I speak another language? Not like, why can't you speak English, you piece of shit? Exactly. It's like, usually like people don't want like, I know so many white dudes who are always like, well, I speak a little bit of Spanish. If I have like, that's why I stopped dating white dudes. Because then you're Ooh, like, coquito. I'm like, Spaniel. no, you don't. Just be honest. You have no culture. I'm kidding. At the same time, it's, <laughs> it's almost worse when white people try to say like Arabic phrases or like you said, I had, I had a dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> I had a dude who um, which is really funny because he was in Boston. He had a really thick Boston accent and he tried to learn like the, like he tried to learn something to be like, oh, like I learned this for you. And it was so funny when he said it. And I was like, I'm just deeply embarrassed right now. Please stop. <laughs> but yeah, now I know what it sounds like if you have a deep, like strong Boston accent and you try to speak Urdu, uh, it's not meant for you. <laughs> that is not what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> That's when I would be like, hey, dude, speak English. I'm, I don't yeah, I'm, pict <laughs> I'm picturing now like a, a really thick Boston accent. Oh, yeah. Like, it, was, it, it was so funny where it's like, I was like, no, man, you should just stick with English. You're not going to meet my family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah. Don't worry. You're not going to ever yeah, need these phrases. Exactly. Like, Pleased to meet you. <laughs> can, can I marry your daughter? Yeah, I'm never going to say that, so... Um, but yeah, um, listen, don't be a racist asshole um, and listen to Rima's episode. Yeah, enjoy. Hello. Hello, Rima. <laughs> Hello. Hi. 
Hot girls unite. <laughs> hot girls are uniting right now. Yeah, literally. This is this is going to be such a hot episode. I'm so excited. I love it. We've been doing our, our hot girl voice. We've been practicing. Um, welcome, Rima. Thank you. Is, is that like, is the vo- it's vocal fry, right? It's vocal fry and then sounding like a baby. I thought, yeah. I thought guys liked it when I have a deep voice. Like, hey, man, what's up? But I guess not. Okay, I tried that. And it started to look too raspy. Can I have your number? <laughs> That's what I'm going to do from now on. Be like, hey, man, what's up? Hey. Honestly, maybe they'll be like progressive. That's how you can check if they're progressive That's or true. not. That's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Um, but thank you, Rima. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Is this your, now I don't know which I think voice this is my normal. Doing. This is my normal voice because I forgot that we're doing hot girl voice. Okay. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're like a Victorian <laughs> baby. That's yes, I I am someone who if if you heard someone with that voice, you'd be like, I can push them over pretty fast. Mm. <laughs> Hell yeah, they can be blown over by the wind. Um, <laughs> I'm so fragile. It's funny, like being hot or being like feminine or how like the the stereotypical association is just being weak and fragile. <laughs> yeah, and needy. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. And I feel like guys, some guys like that. I'm only needy when there is, um, it's funny because I can be very like, not aggressive, but like assertive in like relationships. Like this is what I like need, but I will be the biggest baby in the world if there's a bug. And that is like the one time where I'm like, I need someone to come over. And and I like literally have texted like a group chat of the, the, my neighbors who are like a bunch of dudes who go to the same bar. And they'll be like, please, guys, can someone come over? <laughs> and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, of course. It's the only time I ever need them. Because I'm like, I can't kill this roach. Do you trap the roach first so it's ready and available to be murdered? Or do you kind of just let it roam? So uh, two nights ago, I came home and I saw a giant one and I lost my shit. So I was like, now's yeah. not the right time. So I sprayed it with Raid. Um, and I don't like to squish it because I don't want to clean up the squish. So I let it suffer and die, and I felt really bad. And I was like, all of his roach brothers and sisters are going to kill me. And then I, like, swept it up. But it's uh, been... Yeah. I also was like, I can't keep using these dudes because I think now they're, like, getting... They're realizing that I'm never going to give them anything in return. So There are <laughs> professional dudes, you know, that their job is to get rid of yeah, roaches. I <laughs> called one yesterday, and he was like, all right, here's a bug bomb. You um, put it in the bathroom and you leave for two hours. And I was like, what? And he's like, okay, bye. And, and then you like, die slowly in your yeah. sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, Problem what solved. I feel like with the bug guys, they only get excited. Like the, the professional ones, not like the ones that do it for fun. Um, but the, prof- the professional exterminators only get excited about it when there's like a lot. Yeah. Like there have to be. they Because re- he was like, a, he came in, he's like, where They're are they? They're not coming for yeah. a one. They're like, where's the infestation? Yeah. Give me a challenge here. He literally, yeah. he like was kind of mad at me. He's like, where, where are they? And I'm like, dude, it's daytime. I don't know. And well, obviously they knew you were coming, so they ran away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, don't gaslight me, exterminator. <laughs> I swear there are bugs here. Yeah. Anyway, that's one guy. But you live with two men, so you have professional bug killers, or do you have to do that? <laughs> so I did, I did live with two men. I moved well, no longer. So just setting the record straight in case anyone's like, Rima's a fucking liar. Uh, <laughs> but I did live with two men. And last summer we had a really bad uh, roach infestation. The way that it gets that bad is there's just a bunch of roaches and everyone's kind of like, okay, well, we'll just kind of keep killing them and trying to do stuff on our own and not actually figure out like where the problem is. So like I mostly they, I would mostly uh, tell my boyfriend to 
please kill them every time I saw them. Like sometimes I would just kill them because I was like, this is more efficient. And I guess I don't, it was like, it got really gross and bad. And then we got the, we got the exterminator and he came and he was like, this is the worst thing I've ever Whoa, seen. Wait, hold on. Career. And I was like, oh my fucking wait, God. Wait, I have so many questions. Number one, how many roaches were there? Jesus Christ. Like okay. in the daytime? Like they were just like hanging they would, out? They would come out in the daytime. <gasps> That's when you know it's so an many. infestation. Yes. Yeah. And it's fucked well, up. They have no shame. No. no shame it is humiliating sharing this because I'm just like, I just like don't. Rima is really hum- beautiful and clean. Rima so is covered not, yeah, yeah. in flies <laughs> right now. There's a swarm of flies just going around Rima's head. And they're all my little friends. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, it's like humiliating to be like, wow, this is like where, because it's, okay, it's also like, I lived here by accident. It was not, yeah. this is not like the sorry, ideal. this is bothering you, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no. I this is that. like not the ideal situation yeah. anyway, and I'm just going to ride it out until I can like do something better, and then it just turned into this whole thing, and I'm just like, I'm so ashamed that, like I just like, I didn't have anyone over. Do you feel judged? Like, I just want to know how many right there oh, were. Right. Okay, like, yes, I am dodging the question. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is more for my own sake. I'm like, just what answer I? the question, Miss <laughs> Marie, okay? I can't remember exact, it could, okay. So there was like this one area above the cabinet where he said that there were, Hundreds, maybe thousands. What? Wait, what? I don't think there can be thousands. Okay, I, I wait, hold on. How big right. were they? Because I have those gigantic yeah, ass ones. Those are, I don't. They oh. were like uh, an inch to two inches. Oh, so yeah. They. I guess they had time to kind of. They multiply. I'm dying right now. I know. <laughs> they I had know. time to hang out. Uh, yeah, they had time to hang out. To <laughs> make friends. Um, make babies. Yeah. They were fucking. They get a lot. busy. Um, real quick. I guess I guess I don't really know how roaches reproduce, but they whatever that Too was, quickly. they were really good at lay it. eggs. Whatever. Yeah, they lay eggs. Exceptional. Oh um, wow, that is wild. I was thinking yeah. that you had the gigantic ones that oh, were no, everywhere no. because I have the gigantic ones are so fucking scary. But like my fear was like I don't want more of them here because yeah. they send scouts. So now I like just fucking like before I leave my home every night, I just I think I'm like. In like ingesting raid constantly now. That's gross, but I will do it. Well, what is that? that oh my god! I thought I, I swear it sounded like I used to have flying roaches. Then we'll move on since we lost all of our listeners right now. Um, we went from, absolutely not. We got all the exterminators. All the exterminators. Are you kidding? Yeah. They're like, this is the best episode yet. This they is, were like the no fly our- list. We thought it was a bug thing. <laughs> No, the yes, roach list. Uh, I know uh, our audience is primarily exterminators, so this yeah. episode really goes out to them, which is why we brought you on, Rima. We, yes. I promise we will not name this roach queen or something awful. Okay, honestly, please name it roach queen. Okay. <laughs> I love that. This is for the exterminators and all the sick freaks. Out there. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of weird DMs. <laughs> like, uh. Uh, but I, I used to have those like flying roaches in my old apartment, and then... Yesterday, I was just, like, walking in Williamsburg when it was, like, raining, and then a, a roach was, like, on me, on my shirt and on my and crawling. And I thought it was my hair because sometimes you just think – and I, I screamed, and I just yelled in the street very dramatically, like, I hate this place! <laughs> and then these guys just were like, whoa, okay. And then they walked by, and I was like, watch out. There's a cockroach there, just so you know. <laughs> and they like, just rolled their eyes, like, all right. Wait, but I had the, the the exact same reaction in my home, but with, like, crying the other night when I killed it. And I, and I just looked at the sky, and I was like, it's just not <laughs> – fair right now and it was New York does that to you it's fucking traumatic yeah Yeah. did you moved here from Chicago yeah yeah how long have you lived here 
Um, uh, God, a year and a half almost, including the pandemic. So if we're not counting that six months, which is what I've been telling people. (laughs) Which is, yeah, which is like the real, yeah. 2020 doesn't count. Aside from being a roach queen, Rima is actually a really hilarious comedian. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I love your style. Like, it's funny because when we first met, we met through Sabine, who's a friend of the show and past guest, of course. And I... At first, I thought you were more, like, reserved or quiet. I didn't realize just you doing your hot girl voice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> a lot of Yeah, you should just do <laughs> I don't know what that voice is, but I love it. Um, but then I saw your comedy, and I was like, holy shit. Like, you, you have this way of, like, just being bold, but in this way where it's, like, you don't expect it. And I just from, like meeting you not that you're not like a bold person but I mean it just like took me off guard in this like really good way and I was like oh I really love you yeah I remember seeing you at like alligator lounge and like some other place R.I.P. are those places still around yeah Hopefully. I don't know so, I hope so well yeah I don't know um but yeah so you started in Chicago I actually started in St. Louis Ooh, twist because yeah, I went to college there um and then I didn't make improv the improv teams multiple times uh which, in retrospect, thank you guys so much. Um, and <laughs> That's so I started, how I became a stand-up. Yeah. 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 So then I started yeah. doing stand-up there. Wow. Nice. In college? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's awesome. No wonder you're so good. <laughs> you started early. So you knew early on that you wanted to do comedy and... Yeah. So, okay. So I was actually thinking... So I, I started doing... So I'm from, like, outside Chicago is where I grew up. Um, and so I was, like, pretty close to Second City. So, like, I took, like, Second City classes in high school because, like, I didn't okay. know that that was, like, a thing that you could just do. Um, and then, yeah, I started doing that. And then I went to college. Um, and then I was, like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing here. And then I started doing comedy then. And What did you study in college? Uh, I studied English. Oh, I knew yeah. you were going to say okay, you, have a, you have the vibe. You have the... Uh, like Hence English, the Victorian yeah, that's what I was baby. thinking. I came here wearing two floral. Uh, you really, like, you okay, look well, like clearly. <laughs> you look like an English teacher. I was a science teacher for a few years, yeah. so I look like a science teacher. Like we're going to do some experiments, guys. You look like you're going to teach some poetry with your yeah. like floral dresses. Yeah, I'm the one that the the kids cry to when they're having a bad day with their crush. Yeah, that yeah. that's true. Oh my god. Wait, so so then you you start stand up in college, which I think is like really impressive because. Um, I'm always like all white people do that is like what I've noticed. And I wish more brown <laughs> yeah. people are starting to do that. But a lot of times they're like, like I want well, to, like, do I can't. Yeah, I can't exactly. Cause I want yeah. to do it in college. But then I was like, I can't like, I'm like, I have to do this. And I have to do that. So I really love that. Like when people who are brown start younger and younger, cause it like opens up more doors for them. It is. Yeah. It is weird. Cause it's like that, that thing of being like, Oh, I can't do this now like even though I started doing stand-up in college I still feel like I kind of had that in the back of my head where I was like well I do need some like I yes I'm gonna do comedy and that is gonna be like the thing that I do but at the same time like it can't um it can't I I just I don't know there's always a thing in your in your head where you're like I also need to have something stable because oh yeah what if um, and well, not it's also really... how we're conditioned, I think. Yeah, like, yeah. and for um, family stuff. Family exactly. immigrants, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to just throw away everything they built so that I can like exactly. take my chance with stand-up. Yeah. Which is like, it, it's like so funny to me, like looking back, because it's like, so I went to grad school at some point. Uh, <laughs> as we all have. As, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and part of that was like being like, okay, like I want to have something consistent while I do comedy because I just like can't 
Otherwise, this is unsustainable unless you're, like, a rich white person who just, like, has money. And you, you also know? did English? Like, uh, I did journalism. Because oh, I was like, okay. what mm-hmm. is a career that is slightly more stable than comedy, but also actually not stable it at all? It turns out, yeah. not at all. Yeah, a lot, yeah. Of people, a lot of journalists have trouble finding, like, full-time work. And, like, it's crazy out there. They get laid off, like, yeah. left and right. So... You chose two great <laughs> yes, say, Yeah, you really, uh, good for you. Yeah, but, but it's funny because it's like in college, like my mom, I was like talking to my mom and I was like, you know, like I want to pursue stand up and I want to pursue comedy. And she was like, okay, great, go do that. And at the, at, still, wow. still, I was like, well, I can't just, can't just throw away everything you've done for me. And it's like, bitch, she was telling you. Yeah. Wow, have. that was definitely not the case in my opinion. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, that would have been now. like, what? honestly, now my mom is like, it seems like you would be really happy if you had a job that you loved. And I was like, yeah, exactly. But yeah. it took, what, 31 years <laughs> for her. Yeah. Wait, I so mean, are, did you grow up, um, like, what's your background? Are your parents from India or Pakistan or? My, Bang- my parents are, my family's from India. Okay. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think that like, I think there was also a little bit more time for like my family to like kind of get used to the idea yeah. of like, well, she's not going to med school. She's not doing like what all of her cousins did because like in high school, like I had decided that I was going to major in English or like do some, something that was like, uh, kind of. Yeah, just some something humanities related, and I remember like my my aunt sat me down like before I went to college, and she was like, "You need to do something science related, otherwise you're not gonna have you're gonna be poor and sad, and we don't want and and we know that like you think that like we're being mean to you, but like we're actually just really worried because no one understands what you're yeah. doing." Um, and I was like, "Okay, thank you so much. I'm not gonna do that, but thanks." And I think like after time. Like, after time has passed, and them being like, okay, well, she seems to be doing fine. Everyone's like, okay, we don't really get it, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing it, I guess. Yeah. That's I think, yeah. Cool, as, though, that you're, at least your mom was supportive. Like, Yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I think that's, yeah. if you have one supportive parent, that's all you really need. My yeah. parents still are like, why don't you go back and get your PhD in nutrition? I'm like, are, what? Even if I were, like, which now I... So uh, I left my corporate job and I'm work- like, I still take on a few clients to like pay the bills and they're still like, why don't you work twice as hard as you're already working? I'm like, did you guys see that I was like having a mental breakdown during the lockdown while I was working a full-time job to- trying to start like a private practice, start doing the podcast, yeah. doing Zoom shows. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, but you know, while you're young, why don't you just push yourself to the brink of your mental capacity? <laughs> I also <laughs> love that in situations like that, like, I don't want to is like not an answer that anyone. Yeah, yeah, that's like not I acceptable. Don't want to. I think I think that's my mom now point. is like I think she's seen my cousins like have like really intense jobs. So I kind of lucked out with like the um, like do what you like. Now she's like just do what you love. Just make sure that like you have a job lined up. I think it was just more for like hey like you should have something. Plus I have no savings, <laughs> so mom's right. Um, but like recently I've been like, I'm going to take a little bit of a leave from work and just yeah. use all of my sick days and just focus like for two months on comedy yeah. and then maybe hopefully just also just quit. But by that time, just like amass some savings while getting paid. And it is like the first time that my mom's like, yeah, I think that's a good idea because it seems like you are just doing too much and I've been getting yeah. sick and it's like, well, what's the reason for that? It's yeah. not like, it's not cause I'm loving what I'm doing. It's <laughs> yeah. But it's like important to have at least one parent who's like, yes, go do that. Also yeah. like, I think a sign of like adulthood and like growth, at least for me, like caring so much about like what my family thinks is realizing 
hey, it's okay if they're not on board with this too. Like, yeah. that's fine. Like, I had to become comfortable with the idea that they may never be on board with it or totally like, yeah, you should totally like completely quit your job. But I'm like, I'm not going to be home. Like, that's the thing. They're scared you're going to be like homeless and just like doing jokes yeah. on the subway for change. And it's like, that's not how it works. I mean, yeah. maybe you're some comics, but um, I'm like, I'm not, I'm going to still be strategic about yeah. it. So just yeah. trust in the fact that I'm taking care of myself. I've been in New York 14 years. I haven't asked like for any help. Like I, I figured it, I'm, I'm figuring it out or I yeah. will figure yeah. it out. So I think, but you know, parents are parents. They're going to worry about you. So it's harder to get them to, to think of you in that way and like that independence or that, or being like scrappy, but New York will make you like scrappy and figure shit yeah. out. New York will destroy or destroy you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like the, and I don't know if you felt this already, but it is the only city where like, it is such an abusive relationship with the city, but at the same time, people here are way tougher than like, cause you really yeah. go through, like when I first moved here in the first month, I had like 15 horrible things happen. And I was like, what the fuck did I just do? And I grew yeah. up in New York. I just took a six month break and like lived in a nice little, like small city for a bit. But, um, I don't know if like, ha- like how have you felt the last, like really like six months that like, since like the world is like opening up again. Well, so I think the first six months were really hard and grating. I think like coming into it, I was like, okay, I know this is going to be really hard. Like I know my friends have done this and they had a really hard time and I know it's going to be hard. And so I think just kind of like, even just like trying to have that mindset of like, this is going to suck. All these, everything is just going to feel so gratingly difficult and like you need to be prepared for that. Even with that, I was like, oh, this still actually fucking sucks. And you kind of can't, like you just have to wait it out you know, and like, it just, it will not suck less, even if you know it's going to suck. Um, I think having the pandemic year and staying in New York, uh, was kind of weird. (laughs) It's a little weird. Um, but I think weird (laughs) (laughs) how the pandemic sucks. Uh, the pandemic was like super uh, hard. My, okay, I was it's so hard. Yesterday I was talking to my cousin. And every other, we just kept quoting Elle Woods about everything. Like what? Like it's hard. Like, yeah, like, you got to Harvard. What? Like it's hard. The pandemic. Anyway, um, um, Elle Woods is my spirit animal. Good. <laughs> I don't think we can say that anymore, I, right? I, no, I, I like her. Technically, no. But no, spirit animal, not Elle. Elle, uh, oh. Elle Woods is a fictional character played by Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> I can't like her. I like I like Reese Witherspoon's like one of the few white I like ladies that I actually really like. Yeah, admire. But, but anywho's, it's hard. Um, yeah, I feel like I, I think being here during the pandemic, when I mean things were obviously very scary, but also th- things were really slow, was kind of like okay, well at least I can kind of be, be here and just kind of like sit with that. Yeah. Um, in a way that I think I didn't get to do in the first six months. And now it's kind of like, okay, well, I didn't really get to do anything here when I first got here. Um, So I think like kind of figuring out what my life is and like what it is that I do want to do is like kind of exciting. Like it's really scary and overwhelming, but I think it's also kind of like, okay, now like I get, I can do, I can figure out like what it is that I want to be doing here. Um, Kind of like in a more concrete sense than just like doing comedy. It's like, yeah, we got that. Yeah. (laughs) And, (laughs) uh, well, was it helpful or easier? I I would imagine like you moved here with your boyfriend or did you? So he actually moved here uh, a year before I did. Is he a comedian? He is, yeah. Uh, And then he moved here with two of his friends that are comedians. And like, just there's always, I feel like every year there's like a mass exodus from Chicago to New York. So it's like, there were there's other people. So same thing, same thing with here. Boston. Every year yeah. there's like a like a huge like movement of people. 
And my stupid friends have not yet moved, if you're listening. (laughs) Well, I am grateful for the Boston and Chicago and people that moved here because I just realized all of my closest, like, comedian friends didn't start out in New York. That's why I felt like, or, like, moved from somewhere else. And that's why I was like, that's why I feel closer to a lot of people. I realize, oh, none of them are, like, actually from here. (laughs) I'm closer to all the people outside of New York. And then you guys, like, moving here has just, like, made my world better. So thank you. Hey, thank you. Um, (laughs) No, thank you. I said thank you. I said hey, thank you in my hot girl voice, where it kind of sounds like no um, thank you, but no one really knows. <laughs> but I think one thing that's also nice about so many Chicago people moving here is like, I feel like there's like this weird, this like this like really nice connection of like even if like I didn't know them very well when they were in Chicago, or like they were someone who you know they had moved like kind of just when I joined the scene. Like when people find out that you're from Chicago, they're like, oh hey, you're what, here, yeah. here, and it's like it's really nice because it's like oh you're someone who I think you know, I think you're really cool and like intimidating and like really funny. And like, you're just like being nice to me for no reason. It's and, like, like you guys transfer to a new yeah. school. And uh, yes. It's like, oh, I know you from yeah. law school. Let's be That's friends. Like, uh, Lauren Vino is a Chicago comic, but I think she might've started like here or like, I, th- I think maybe Chicago. Now she's back in Chicago uh, for family stuff. But she was like one of the first people to be like, do you want to go on the road with me? And like, I just got to feature for her and we just like, it was so fun, but it was like one of the nicest things. And then through her, I met so many Chicago people. And I feel like that's the same thing with like Boston people. When I came here, I was like, yeah, I started in Providence, but I was like going up to Boston and they were like, yeah, come hang out with us. So it's like people I think really are nicer here. Um, Cause in, in those cities, like, I don't know how Chicago was, but in Boston people were just like, whatever. So when I moved here, people were just like kind. And I think that's like a really nice New York trait that is overlooked often. Yeah. But like, I, like who's like, like, have you felt like you want to start shows with some of the Chicago people? Because that's what like the Boston crew has basically mm-hmm. started to do is like they've like come together and like they just start shows with each other. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so one of my friends is moving here, like, at the end of August, and we used to run a show in Chicago, and so we've kind of been talking about that. Um, I don't know, you know, I haven't... Claire, if you're listening right now, um, yeah. She definitely is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I do want to start something, though. I don't know if it would necessarily, like, have to be... With Chicago people, but or I think us. it's always we fun. Start a hot girl show. <laughs> hot girl show. <laughs> if you can last staying here the whole show while we're talking like this, we'll give you ten. We'll pay you. We'll yeah, pay exactly. You. We'll pay you. We won't even do comedy. We'll just pay you. Yeah. <laughs> the new gimmick show. Yes. Yeah. We'll p- please stay. We'll pay you. Yep. Exactly. So, um, Rima, we actually have a dating question, a okay. dating question, a dating segment okay. uh, with a dating question, and it's called Fifty Shades of Brown, mm-hmm. uh, where we get you get to answer some of our listeners' dating questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Amama, who we have this week? This week we have, um, I'm a Pakistani woman. <laughs> Yo, what's up? And I'm dating a white guy. I love him, but I'm not sure... If- if it's enough to fight my parents on this since they want me to marry another Pakistani or Muslim, how do I know if he's worth the trouble or potential fallout with my family? Did I write this in 2015? <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> Let me tell you. We've all been there, girl. So how? <laughs> what advice do you have for my twin from years ago? <laughs> Ramama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I> wrote in. <laughs> 
Okay, have you tried race baiting and making sure that he says the right thing and nothing fucked up? Race baiting? <laughs> just kidding, don't do that. Is that a um, thing? I don't know, Tell not me. really. Is that well, a term that you just came up with? No, I don't think I, I don't, no, I didn't okay, come up I've with that. I've never heard of this. What is race baiting? Uh, you know, I, Like pretending that you know the culture, or not pretending, but actually like. Just like also like testing almost someone. Yes, yes, like saying, like testing whether someone is going to, you know, Say some stupid I'm ass to think of a shit. good example. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Well. Okay. So with with my with my white. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're with a white. Uh, I, yeah. Yes. What? Unfortunately, incredibly shameful. Um, I, <laughs> I'm dating a white person. Well, I, okay. I think in general, when I was trying to figure out, like, okay, is he worth the trouble of uh, bringing him to my entire family? I think the big part of it was just kind of being like, okay, does this person understand me? And in the times where he can't understand me, like, can he acknowledge that, like? One, this is not his lane. And two, like, can he figure out how to, like, ask the right questions and, like, be there for me in a way that's supportive, even yeah. when he doesn't actually know what that language is. Yep. Um, I think that's that's perfect. So important. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's so that's such a good way to look at it rather than just like, okay, is my family going to like this person? Or like, in the beginning, they don't care what their personality is. I think, like, if I brought someone home that was white or someone that non-Muslim. In the beginning, they're just going to hear not Muslim or not Arab or whatever. And so it's good to first vet the person that you're with before you yeah. go to your parents. And then this, you're the one that has to live with them, not your parents. Yeah. So you have to decide. But well, how did it go down with your parents or your family? Like, Ugh, how was that? God. Uh, so I was going to not tell my mom for a long time because we've literally never, we've never talked about dating ever. And then once she was over at my apartment when I was living in Chicago and she just like looked at me and she was like, are you dating someone right now? And I was like, what? What are you talking, what are you talking about? She's like, it just feels like you want to tell me something. I was like, okay, Whoa. wait, this was really, this was really scary. Mother's intuition, it's true. No, she definitely like spied on Went me. Went through your <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And so I told her and she was like, she was like, oh, okay, okay. And she was like, is, so what, uh, what? And I was like, he's white. And she was like, oh, okay, okay. Uh, and then <laughs> she was like really, she was like really sweet about it. Like, I think she was like, oh, well, that's nice. Like, you know, is he nice? Like just asking personality stuff. And I was like, okay, this is so uncomfortable. I don't know why I'm so uncomfortable. I don't want to talk about this ever again, but I guess I have to, cause you know. Um, and then eventually they met. Well, okay. So at the time we were doing long distance. So it was like kind of weird. So we can just like come over and like meet her. But where then, was he? At the time? He was in New York at the time. Oh, oh. Yeah. wait. So where? When did you guys start dating? So we started dating three months before he moved to New York. Oh wow! Which you shouldn't do. Honestly, probably. And you're still doesn't together. That is, that is like yeah. a, a lot of lies. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So then, he, when one time when he was like visiting, um, he and my mom had lunch at my apartment. My roommate was there as like a buffer. <laughs> Cause I was like, I don't really know how this is going to go. Yeah. And she was like, you know, behaved. The whole, I love my mom. I don't want to use the word behaved. Cause I think I just, she kind of, she does what she wants. And I love that about her, but sometimes it's stressful. Yeah. And the whole thing was fine. You know, I think they're both kind of, they're both kind of quiet for most of it. And then at the very end, I'm like, okay, great. This went fine. No problems. Everyone seems to like each other. She just looks at him. She's like, so do you, what kind of God do you, do you believe in a God? And he's like, um, I don't 
even like kind of the idea of a, you know, greater, he's like making some bullshit up. And she's like, okay, cool. I don't care. I just, I just want to know. I think it's like nice to believe in something, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, but just something. And then she calls me later and she was like, do you think he'll ever want to believe in God? And I was like, I don't know. Well, what's your, like, so my, she's Hindu. Okay. Um, I'm, Hindu-ish with you know just the regular. So she's like, just pick one of the gods. She's kind of yeah. like, <laughs> just any of the gods. Well, she wasn't even like. She was like, it doesn't even have to be God. Can you like believe in like a, higher a spirit yeah. or something? Which is like really open minded. That is. Yeah. That is pretty open minded. That's in- so. Is that? It sounds like that's something that's important to your mom and something that she like wants to share with you and the person that you're with. Like, do you? Yes, I think it is important to her. I think that like she's kind of gotten to the point where she's like, okay, like. They don't really, they're, he doesn't believe in God. That's fine. Uh, every once in a while, she'll like kind of drop it. Like it kind of in the same tone that you would drop like, oh, you know, are you, when are you going to have kids or when are you going to get married? It's, it's very like, oh, has Noah just, has Noah started believing? Does he, does he like want to believe anything soon? And I'll be like, no. And she'll be like, okay, well, you know, it's always something to think about. And I'm like, okay. Tell her he's toying with Islam. She'll be like, actually, yeah, let yeah. him just be an atheist. That's fine. He can just be not. Yeah, he wants know. to be Muslim now. So yeah, I guess. I'd be like, he's a Inshallah. devout Muslim. Uh, out. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like she'd be like, amazing, finally. Something, something. He has that's found like, a That's God. really cool of your mom. Um, especially because like, I think um, parents are often like, what is happening? Especially like yeah. I've been in the situation of like, only Pakistani, only Muslim. Eventually, they just stop caring the older you get because they're yeah. just like, just, they yeah. loosen they're just like their... literally anyone. Yeah, literally. They're like, please, like anyone yeah. works. Um, but I think the most important thing that you said is like, is this person, because um, like whoever I was with, they weren't worth the trouble because they were yeah. kind of like really fucking ignorant. And it was like one of those things where I was like, man, like you don't really actually understand me. So I don't actually know what we're doing and nothing else is really fun either. So I really don't know what we're doing, but it took like me, him being like, when can I meet your parents? And I was like, oh shit, never. I don't like you like that. (laughs) But it is like, so I think the most important thing is to be like, yeah, like, can you like really mesh with my family on like values and um, like, are you going to be respectful in certain ways, especially with white people? Yeah. I think that's a tough man. Those are all like important things to take into consideration and how much of it, how much do you want to listen to your parents and let that influence you and your life in general? But that's so hard when it's been ingrained in you since yeah. birth. Yeah. And it's like you internalize. Uh, like I think our cultures are all very similar in the sense that it's all about how the family's perceived and the reputation and maintaining this like cultural, like, you know, small, like knit community and yeah. everyone. The, these Staying within these social norms that yeah. um, they've sort of set out for us. Like my, my mom used to say, this is how strict. She was like, Palestinian, obviously like Muslim, um, cause I was with a Palestinian Christian for six years and I never told my mom, which Damn. now I really, like I, he was not worth the trouble yeah. for sure. <laughs> so I'm glad it kind of like that happened. But, uh, then she would be like, okay, but they have to be from Ramallah or the 
or one of like the neighboring like five towns. Yeah, dude, it is very Wait, specific. My mom and your mom are really similar. Like, I think that's how it started off. My mom was like, this person me? is also from Fasabad. And I was like, yo, that means we're related. Like, these are like, I was like, we're definitely like third cousins or some shit. Like, and they're like, yeah. And? Exactly. Yeah. They're always just like, yes, yeah, stay in the family. Keep it in the family. We um, don't need to meet anyone new. Yeah. Like, that, that's literally one time my mom was like, well, we know we'll what just the people make are you like. A husband. Our family already yeah. made you one. And your grandparents already. Have a husband yeah. for you. But now my yeah. mom like recently was like, there's this guy, he was divorced. And I was like, what is happening? She's like, and he like might be looking for a green card. I was like, again, mm. what is happening? Like, I was like, you really have lost all hope. And I lied. And I was like, I'm seeing someone. And she was like, who? And then I kind of was like, I was like, oh, I don't know if you would really approve. And she just got quiet. But since we're working on our relationship, I knew she wasn't going to question it. Um, That's pretty like, <laughs> bold and brave of you because yeah, I think if I told my mom that's so funny that you like did the opposite like made up that you're dating someone because if I were dating someone I wouldn't tell my parents until like we're gonna get married or something no or, I think now because I just want to like date around for a little bit so I was like you know I might as well just tell her and I said not approved because at the time I was with like some Puerto Rican dudes so I was like you're still not gonna improve so yeah. Yeah. yeah my mom would not stop there she would be pressing me on it until like yeah. I don't know but that all goes to drawing boundaries with our brown parents, which is harder than you think, yeah. white people. It's like fun. <laughs> yeah. That's why I can't go to a white therapist. My my therapist is, uh, it's always been like person of color. The, this uh, new therapist is Indian. And she, like, she gets it when I'm talking about, like, yeah, she's not just going to be like, yeah, just tell your mom no. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have white therapists like that all the time. It'd be like, you're so strong and brave. And I was like, yeah, bitch, I don't need that right now, though. Yeah. Like, uh, You are fierce. Tell your mom. I don't know why. Yeah. You, you tell my mom. Why yeah. don't you tell your mom and tell me how that goes. You will cry you. at the end of this conversation. You'll I quit therapy. You. Be like, yeah. <laughs> you tell so my true. mom, you will get follow-up calls from all of my aunts that she called in order yeah. to talk about this. Or the That's group the chat. other thing. Okay, wait. This is like a, a cycle. I don't want to have kids, but if I accidentally do, I st would have an abortion. But if <laughs> if for some reason that didn't work out. Um, one failed thing, abortion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I took a pregnancy test yesterday because I was like, there is something wrong with my body and I'm like five weeks late. Luckily, I'm not going to have a kid named Brian Saddam Hussein, which I have decided <laughs> well in advance. But um, I, like, it seems like your mom and your aunt, like, because my aunts are so involved too. So it's not like you have just your fucking parents. You oh have your aunts and your uncles the and sometimes family. your older cousins. And extended family. Yeah. And friends of the family. Yeah. And the village. There's, <laughs> there's like a friend of the family who just keeps sending my mom like me, like men from like matchmaker sites because she's like, well, your daughter, like, you know, I'm just looking out for her. And I'm like, everyone is looking out for me right now. Yeah. Just stop. Oof, I just, yeah, I mean, it really is such like an extended family, family friend affair. Like, I feel like that's like where, at least with my family, the anxiety of like, oh, like, can we tell the rest of the family that Rima is dating this white guy if we don't know if it's going to work comes yeah. from is like other is people. worth the judgment? Yeah. Have bit. they told? Uh, so, okay. So here's a fun story. Um, <laughs> when... So my boyfriend had met one of my cousins because um, when I was visiting him in New York, we went to D.C. where another one of my cousins lives and she was pregnant and she was like, you guys both are invited to the baby shower. She very explicitly like also invited my boyfriend. So I was like, OK, cool. Well, you know, Nima is the one who is making this decision. So she is that I I can tell I can tell my mom not ask her that yeah. he's also coming because he also was going to be in Chicago at the time of the baby shower. and we We're planning like a whole trip around it and like. 
whatever. And my mom was like, oh, so you, um, you already, you already like told him that he can like come. And I was like, well, Nima and my cousin invited him. So it's not really anyone else's decision. And okay. And I do want to preface by saying I'm the youngest out of all of my cousins. Yeah. Um, and so I think and do it you have is siblings. I was going to ask. I know I'm an only child. Uh, so. All he on you. I'm the only girl. Uh, so I have three brothers. So the heat, I, it's basically yeah. like being an only child because they can do whatever they want. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, so it's like kind of a it's like kind of a weird balance uh, balancing out because it's like I am the only child, so my mom is very paranoid. I grew up just with my mom mostly, um, so there is like she is like very protective. But at the same time, it's like all of my cousins kind of did whatever they they dealt with all the hard shit first, and yeah. so with me, everyone's like, okay, well, she we got it. We yeah. got these the other ones are all fine. So whatever, we will be fine too. Yeah, um, and if she's not again, the other ones are fine. Um, yeah, but like. Yeah, so my mom was like, oh, okay, yeah. So, he, yeah, he, um, yeah, to, yeah, okay, cool, cool, And then she calls my my aunt, and they're like, okay, well, there's no way to, like, uninvite him because we already did, but there's going to be, like, all these extended family. And it was, like, it was this whole thing, this whole back and forth. My mom was like, um, how do I tell him? Like, And so she calls me back, like, a couple hours later, and she's like, okay, so Noah can totally come. It's great. We're so excited to have him at the baby shower, but we're kind of going to tweak it a little bit where um, <laughs> instead of introducing him to everyone as your boyfriend, we're just going to say, um, okay, so for context, my cousin, her husband is also white. And so they, she was like, what we're going to say is um, he's, he's Matt's friend and you guys aren't dating and he's just there as Matt's friend and that solves any problems and I cannot see any issue with this. Oh my God. Oh. Not even your friend. No. Yeah, <laughs> damn. Like he's with the other white. The whites he, are together. Hey, that's that's actually really group. funny. That though. is so funny. <laughs> that was the other thing where it's just like, okay, uh, do there's a more chance, a bigger chance of, okay, I kind of get it. Cause it's like, yeah, all brown people kind of know each other. Um, all white people, probably yeah, that's not. A it doesn't work the same way in reverse. Yeah. Probably yeah. not. Um, and so it, my boyfriend's like, okay, I guess, Whoa, I guess that's that is... what we're doing, which looking back, insane, insane. If someone, had, if that had happened to me, like if his family was oh like, my God. Yeah, gonna, it'd be so offensive. It would be, I would break up with yeah, him. I, that would <laughs> like, be, I'd be like, yo, I can't do this shit. No. Uh, but then, so the, yeah, so then he ends up Coming. But that's because if it happened to you, it'd be racist. But if it yeah. happened to a white person, it's, it's like, you know, yeah, they need to be culturally sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what ends up happening is my aunt and uncle drive us to the baby shower. So it's me, my aunt and uncle, my mom and my boyfriend. And we're driving there. And then like when we're like a mile away, my uncle pulls into a Walgreens. We have not talked about this at all. And he pulls into a Walgreens parking lot and he's like, okay, so... Noah needs to sit in the front because we're going to pretend that we just picked him up on the way. And oh he, can't be, he, he can't be sitting next to Rima because otherwise, like, what if people are coming in and they see us all get out of the car together? Um, so he needs to sit in the front. And then wow. my aunt's next to me. And I was just like, this, this so is elaborate. so, truly, no one gives a shit about me. Like, no one cares. And then we drive up uh, to the house and then they're like, okay, well, the three of you in the back go out first and uh, we'll come out second. <laughs> I, your boyfriend is wonderful. <laughs> an angel. I met him. He's a sweetie pie. Whoa, so, this we, is, yeah. And we go inside and we were supposed to get there like early before anyone else was there or whatever. So we could, For I guess, ruse to really like, yeah. Or whatever. And then we get there, at mo half, there's already like 30 people there. Like there's no, so there's, it's just going in and then, 
I guess like he just like walks away because my mom tells him to like go into like some sort of just like go sit with like all the you know when you're oh yeah yeah all the uncles are sitting in the living room I think that's the awkward part about being with someone who's not brown is like the the, there's that separation that really naturally happens naturally happens but especially like yeah I think it's just harder in those situations and if you're like where do you send the white person because it's like you're not just like being coupley and like close and whatever it's like yeah the uncles go the women are like talking but I'm just naturally this like separation or it's like my dad's like in his room like watching TV and I join and everyone's my mom's like you guys are the most anti-social people I'm like there's a good episode of HGTV on right now (laughs) I can't miss this one (laughs) but yeah it is like that is a huge because like he's he doesn't speak well do you guys speak uh, Hindi or we speak Gujarati and he for sure does not speak Gujarati so it was just him sitting in like a plastic chair in a circle of uncles who are all (laughs) watching cricket (laughs) at least they're watching something it's like a sport is like easier yeah and then I think at some point Every well, everyone was migrating downstairs, and everyone was talking Gujarati, so he had no idea. And it's like some uncle who felt bad for him, like shepherded him downstairs. Oh! And then we're downstairs, and then I think at some point we were like sitting next to each other. My mom was like, "Can you guys not not do that? Um, can you just can you guys not?" And so my friend, my family friend, like sat in between us, and even then it was just like, "This is so this is so amazing. oh my god." And then, I relate so hard to this. I, yeah, no, I get this. But I, it get it, just, I get it. I get it. It's kind of bringing me to like a PTSD place. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no. But yeah, sorry. <laughs> and then it was like towards the end and I was like, I'm tired. And my other aunt, it was at the baby shower was at my aunt's house. And my other aunt lives like three houses away because of course she does. Um, and so I was like. Cause my aunt was, my other aunt was like, you know, this seems like it's really hard for Noah right now. And I was like, yes, bitch. Like, wow. That's nice that someone actually acknowledged that. But it's so weird because that's like the whole time they would check in with me and they'd be like, do you you think he's doing okay? And I'd have to be like, no, this is like really weird and bad. Yeah. And so eventually after, like after a few hours, my other aunt was like, you guys can just come go into my house and just hang out there. Um, oh, that's nice. And so then we go there and then my mom comes later after the whole thing is over and she's like, you guys missed the group photo. And I was like, I'm sorry, would we be in the group yeah, photo? Right. <laughs> it's like, Noah, can you stand? Like, like Noah, Noah is the, the godfather for the white side of the baby. Like they would be like, yeah, yeah, that is. Wait, so did he like, did he express to you at all that he felt like? weird or bad about it oh, or for sure I yeah. mean the whole time you know he was like this this really weird um like the car ride back was really awkward because my aunt my mom and my uncle were just talking like everything was normal like they, they were like so did you, did you guys have fun and I was like I'm were we shaking. not all there like did you not just see <laughs> yeah I was like I cannot talk right now um it just I don't know I think like Noah like made small talk with them which again I I would not have done yeah uh, and then I don't know. I think it just, it was really bad. And like, I don't know, to be fair, like a week later, like I talked to my mom about it and I was like, that was like really messed up. Like that put both of us in like a really bad position. And just like, I, I would not, I just, I feel really bad that I put someone that I love and care about in that yeah. position. She felt really bad. And she started crying. She started like apologizing to me, which, okay, growth. Um, yeah. yeah. But like, and it was very clearly like, okay, we're never going to do this again. And this was like not a good idea, but it was still just like, Damn, I wouldn't have stuck through that. No, oh, wow. no, no way. I would have been like, I'm Props out. Props to Noah. So it sounds like he is one worth fighting for. Yeah. <laughs> he stuck it out. But it's funny because it's like, I was complaining to my older cousins about it. And I was like, can you guys like believe like we have to do this whole thing? And they were all just completely unfazed. They were like, yeah, bitch, yeah, what did you think? Of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, like one of my cousins who uh, was 
her now husband, but at the time when she and her, her, God, okay. When her husband, when they were dating, um, they were like at his parents' house and they're also Indian. And I guess like some people came by and like stopped by just because they were like in the neighborhood or whatever. And I guess my cousin had to like hide in the closet (laughs) for a little bit. And she was like, yeah, you know, sometimes like with Rohan's family, I had to go hide in the closet. Like once I had to like wait outside for a really long time and like made, make sure no one saw me like behind a tree. Like it's just like, it's just how it is. It just sucks. And I was like, yeah. Okay, uh, I guess I should stop complaining. <laughs> it, is, it is true though, because it's like my mom, like recently was like, uh, like my best friend from Boston was like in town, so he was gonna yeah. stay with me, but I still couldn't. And there's like nothing like, like romantic. Like he's literally like my best friend, and but my mom was like, oh, like how's Malika doing? <laughs> and I was like, Malika's great. And I said it in yeah. Urdu, so he like wouldn't know that I literally was just like. And he's like, oh yeah, like how's your family? And I was like, they're good. They think you're a brown woman right now, <laughs> like because you just yeah. can't say certain things. And I'm like 31. And I still was like, yeah, Malika's doing great. She is asleep. You can't say hi to her because my mom knows Malika. Yeah. She was like, oh, let me talk to her. And I was like, this is bad. <laughs> this is, yeah. And you just have to do things. To- oh, yeah. I still hide all sorts of things. Yeah. Like, because it's not, sometimes it's not worth bringing up and yeah. going through it. Yeah. And then in this case, when that person is a part of your life and they're going to be a part of your life. Yeah. It's like. If, if you see them as staying as part of your life, it is worth fighting for and just getting this stuff out now. But certain, you got to pick your battles with like brown parents and yep, family definitely. members. I think that's what it comes down to. But yeah. I think that's such a great example and cautionary tale out Ooh. there for our <laughs> that listeners. That was such a good story. That's such a good story. <laughs> yeah. um, and also leads into our last segment since we talked about white people, we have a segment called Keeping Up with the Caucasians. (laughs) So this is a segment where we talk about things that white people do and whether we as people of color also do these things. So Rima, we've got different categories for you to choose from. Ooh, exciting. And uh, I'm going to throw out some categories and then you get to choose and I'll uh, ask you about them. So we've got food, pop culture, activities, style, and close phrases or sayings, uh, miscellaneous. Pop culture. Ooh. Pop culture. All right, T. I feel like someone hasn't. I was just thinking that. I don't think we've had someone pick that in a really long time. Wow. Have you watched The Big Bang Theory? No. Thank God. No. Okay, I have a confession. Um, oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. These things happen. I watched a great deal of The bang, Big Bang Theory when I was an intern doing like my, my dietitian like, internship thing. I don't know why it brought me a lot of comfort. <laughs> That's yeah. fine. It seemed like a just like this show I could just tune out, just like watch. I remember I barely had Wi-Fi. I was watching my laptop. I was staying in these like dorms in the hospital of New York Presbyterian, which was like a room like that was like basically a jail cell. Um, <laughs> and for some reason, uh, Big Bang Theory would stream really well on whatever network I was like watching. Yeah, that's it. It's just Big Bang Theory. <laughs> and I watched so much of it. Um, and I I felt comfortable. And then, and then that's before I realized how much it got trashed. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. was several years ago, I will say, when it first came out. Uh, sure. Before... Guys, I had a dark past, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys were easy no's, but I watched like so much of it. Like, this is the first time I've come out and let people know. So I'm yeah, wow, and I think, you're so brave. I think that's great. I, I think it's okay to let people like the things that they, like, I know I came in with a pretty hard no, but I want, like, okay, let's say there wasn't all this, like, very public 
like Twitter, Twitter backlash, I will say. Yeah. Like not even like real life backlash of like, oh, you, uh, the show sucks and yep. you like it. And it's like, if, if we hadn't had that, I probably would have just said no, like a normal person. And it's yeah. like, it's, that's a know. thing. So people it's like a it. connotation that it comes with. Why do we have to make people feel bad? Although, oh, yeah. That's like, even like The Office, that's like my fucking comfort show. Yeah, I, will just, I love yeah. that. I, yeah. And like, people have been like, oh, how basic. And it's like, yeah, bitch, let me watch my basic shit. And yeah, who well, cares? It's, it's basic because a lot of people like it because it's good. It's, like, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, a lot of people like it. And okay. also, like, I'm not like, Mindy Kaling, like, started off and like wrote some like dope. Like fucking episodes, so it's like no, I'm just gonna I'm gonna like what I like. Big Bang Theory. I have not seen it, but yeah. I like I have had it on the back, like in the back. If like it just keeps playing after like whatever show I have watched, but yeah, I find something comforting, especially in yeah. like sitcoms yeah. and like yeah. even with like the laugh tracks and that. There's just something so reliable and something that is like homey about it and comforting. Uh, but I feel like I gotta uh, weight lift it off of me, guys. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been keeping this in for far too long. <laughs> Listen, if you if it helps you feel better about having a dark uh, television past my freshman year of college, I cut out South Park decals and taped them onto my coffee maker. Aww. And we don't know why I did that. <laughs> That's okay. That's kind of cute, though. Uh, yeah. South Park is cool. I like South Park. I was, like, obsessed with, I was like... very edgy at the time. Yeah. <laughs> In college, I was obsessed with, like, Wedding Crashers, and I wanted to write a movie like that. I loved Wedding yeah. Crashers. And, like, my yeah. roommate and I had, like, we, like, found these, like, funny, like, little things from the movie, and, like, we had it in our dorm, and it was, like, so stupid, but I don't give a fuck. So what are some of the most embarrassing shows now that I've revealed to myself that... Do you have any embarrassing shows that you've watched or are watching right now? I mean, I don't know. I, I can't be ashamed of how much I love Shondaland. Um, oh, yeah. I've watched all of Scandal yes. at least twice, and it gets pretty <laughs> at bad. At least twice. <laughs> it gets pretty bad towards the end, and I love it. Uh, it's, very, it's very fun and exciting to me. <laughs> Yeah, I love, honestly, I'm, like, just open with the trash that I watch. I yeah. love a lot of, like, reality show TVs. What was really comforting for me was, like, that Indian matchmaker show, especially yeah. during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. And I think I watched it, like, four times, and I was like, I don't know why. It's just really fucking comforting. Um, but I will say, one of the best shows I've seen right now is called Kevin Can Fuck Himself. And it is phenomenal. Ooh, what's and it that on? is it's on AMC, but you can like catch reruns on like other stuff. Mm. But it's like it does the Zitcom like laugh track um, with this like really it's like King of Queens style, but it's like another about show this, I've seen all episodes yeah, of. But it's like <laughs> it's kind of like making fun of that. And then oh, you, that's cool. when like the laugh track ends, you realize how depressed this woman is. So it goes from like dark, dark comedy to Ooh. it's really, really good what? because even in the mm. laugh track, she starts to just like lose it. And yeah. you see her unravel. We're in the beginning. And it's like really well written. So good. That's what I was going to oh, say. Oh, that sounds okay. awesome. Okay. Yeah. We'll all watch. And yeah, yeah don't sh let people shame you. TV shame you. Although yeah. we just did. We with just segment. did. <laughs> Listen, I didn't know I was supposed to be ashamed of watching reality TV. Because that mm. is truly, I, that's that's my bread and butter. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I'm torn on reality TV. Like I like some stuff like on Bravo. But it just depends on my mood. I like... I, I find it easier to escape into sitcom-y things, I think, because mm -hmm. it reminds me of my childhood watching, like, a shit ton of sitcoms. Yeah. And just maybe that's a part of it, where reality TV and, like, real problems sometimes make me, like, real pro They're not real problems. I mean, like, Desperate Housewives or whatever. A Real Housewives, something. Yeah. Desperate Housewives, great show. <laughs> um, but... Well, thank you guys for making me feel a little bit better about my horrible TV choices. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so Rima, tell our listeners like where they can find you, anything you want to plug, how we can follow you online or in person. Yeah, well, um, come to my house. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at um, RimaParik12. Nice. Thank oh, yeah. you. And you can follow us at No Fly List Pod. You can follow me at Ethir Yakub. And you can follow me at Amama Sardar. And thank you, Canal Street Radio, for hosting us again, our new home for the pod. And thanks, Rima, for being on. Yeah, thank you for having thank me. You. Thank so you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, guys. Thank you to Exterminators for listening. <laughs> Bye.